Hello and welcome to episode 38 of The Overlooked Show, your special election episode. Uh, the 2020 election is now in four days as of this filming, uh, and we will be uh, having Andreas here walk us through the electoral map, uh, some paths to victory from both sides, and uh, seeing uh, where, we're, where we're at in this race. So, uh, Andreas, I know you're very excited about this episode. I will leave it to you. Um, election 2020, here we are, guys. So here's the map right now, right? This is uh, just what we saw in 2016. I just shifted it onto the map right now. Uh, Donald Trump won 306 to 232. Uh, he lost the popular vote by 3 million votes, uh, but he was able to carry a lot of these different swing states. Uh, so this is what we're starting with in 2016. Uh, and I'm going to change the colors to show you what's a swing state this year. Uh, so the first swing state is obviously going to be Arizona. Um, Trump won it last time, uh, but now it's definitely up in play. And we're going to go with the classics, right? Let's just start off with the classics. Wisconsin, swing state. Michigan, that's another one. The Rust Belt. Ohio, Pennsylvania. Yeah, you got Pennsylvania right here, and you got Ohio right here. Another big swing state. Ohio is a critical one. Very few candidates have won the presidency without winning Ohio. Uh, I don't think any Democrat has done that since JFK in 1960. Um, so here we go. Obviously, the classic of all classic swing states, Florida. Florida is a swing state in every single election. It's kind of crazy how it has that tradition, but uh, you know, that's Florida for you. Now we're going to go to North Carolina. North Carolina is also going to be a swing state this year. Uh, and now we're going to go into some more uncommon ones, okay? So I'm going to start off with uh, one that Joe Biden is going to want to worry about a little bit, which is Minnesota. Minnesota went to Hillary Clinton fairly comfortably in 2016. Uh, but the polls show that it's not a pure lockup for Donald Trump. Uh, and now this is where you're going to see some things that we haven't seen in decades. And that would be Georgia is now a swing state this year. Uh, you've seen Biden pull ahead there quite a few times. We have Iowa becoming a swing state. And uh, Georgia, I think this is going to be the craziest one that you've seen all night, which is Texas. Yeah. That's right. The Lone Star State of Texas has now been changed to a toss-up state. Now, how about a, news how about Nevada? How about Nevada? Yeah, you know what? Nevada is another one. Trump likes his chances in Nevada. It's only six electoral votes, but he's, he made a play for it. So we're going to have to see. But this is where the race stands right now. You know, uh, Biden has about 216 electoral votes that he can count on. Uh, very unlikely that he's going to get less than 216. Trump is naturally at a disadvantage in this situation. He is much more reliant on swing states than Joe Biden. He starts off at 127, George, uh, which is not very strong. And uh, might I mention, you know, there's actually a district in Maine and a district in Nebraska that split up their votes. Uh, both of those seem to be leaning blue at the moment, um, but we're just going to leave it as is for right now. So we're just going to go state by state, George. I mean, I'm going to start off with Minnesota, uh, and I'm going to tell you what I think might happen. And... Uh, what both campaigns seem to think might happen. And that's that it'll probably go blue to Joe Biden. Trump was there campaigning today, um, but it doesn't look like his campaign is going to try to make a play at only 10 electoral votes. He's really much more interested in Pennsylvania. So let's just line out the Joe Biden path to victory, which is if Minnesota goes blue like it did in 2016, that moves, that moves Biden to 226, okay? And so now we can go to Nevada. Nevada went blue in 2016. 
it looks like Trump has made inroads in the Latino vote, um, but the polling is still showing that Biden is leading outside of the margin of error. Uh, so chances are that Nevada will also go blue. Um, and that would put Biden at 232. Now from this point forward, all Joe Biden would have to do is win Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. If he won those three states, Donald Trump could take every other state in the book that you still see here listed as a swing state, and he would lose. So if Joe Biden gets these three states, he wins the election. Now, let me tell you what I think will probably happen. A poll just came out yesterday from the Washington Post and ABC News. It put Joe Biden, get this, George, 17 points ahead in Wisconsin right now, um, which is very significant, way outside the margin of error. Uh, and some explanations for it, George. One thing we should know is the coronavirus is skyrocketing in Wisconsin. Hospitals are filling up. The infection rates are very high. And uh, another thing to note about Wisconsin, you know, Hillary Clinton lost this one in 2016. But that wasn't the first time Hillary Clinton lost. Bernie Sanders beat her in the primary in Wisconsin. And so a lot of people are thinking that the Bernie voters didn't get out like they will in 2020. Uh, and I'm just going to say this, George, I've been watching a lot of polls among Democrats. The Demo Democratic Party looks as united as it's ever been. I think Biden is polling about 96 to 4 in the Dem Party. Uh, so do not expect Bernie voters to stay in. And so, similar, right, similar levels for Trump within the Republican Party as well, right? Trump is, uh, he's not polling at 96 to 4 like Biden is. I saw a poll saying 89 to 11. Um, which is not good news for Trump. Um, I also see, I saw a poll from the LA Times that among people who lean Republican, you know, people who aren't hardcore Trump voters or hardcore Republicans, for people who lean Republican, he's only up about 50 or so points, which sounds like a lot. But when you compare it to Biden, people who are leaning Democrat right now, Biden is leading in that category, I think by over 75 to 80 points. Um, but again, George, let's, these are the, let's, you know, keep let's keep going with this map yeah. here. Let's keep let's going. Keep, so we got we got Michigan, right? Well, so Michigan, why don't we why don't we wrap why don't we go through the south a little bit and come back up to those states towards the end? Sounds um, good to me, George. All right, so let's start with you want to start with Florida. Let's start with let's yeah sure let's start with Florida Georgia line yeah. All right, so here's what I'm gonna say about Florida. Florida is always a swing state. Uh, the Latino vote in Florida is very diverse. You have a lot of Cubans and Venezuelans, uh, you know, people who came from communist and socialist countries who are very conservative because they don't like any semblance uh, of what, uh, you know, socialism could represent. So they are very reliable Republican voters, a lot of them, um, you know, which is a lot different from the Latino vote in California, for instance. Uh, and Trump has been able to rely on them pretty significantly. Now, Florida is always a neck and neck race. The polls are showing that it is neck and neck. You know, every lead that Biden has is within the margin of error. And to make the prediction on this state, George, I'm going to rely on a fact that I just learned yesterday. Florida, for the last 40 years, has always voted in favor of the incumbent president. Um, so any president running for re-election has won Florida in the last 40 years. And Trump being a resident of Florida, putting a lot of effort, my guess is that he's going to win it. Um, so for right now, let's just put it down as red. Obviously, it can flip blue. Um, 
but for these purposes, we'll put it at red. That brings Trump up to 156. And why don't we swing through the South real quick? What about Texas? Now, people will talk about the polls in Texas getting real close, right? Uh, you know, let's believe it when we see it. I think for argument's sake, let's keep Texas red in this, uh, in this uh, conversation as well. But we will, you know, polls in Texas have gotten closer gradually over time, really, with elections. You saw Beto O'Rourke uh, almost defeat Ted Cruz in a uh, Senate race a couple of years ago. Um, is this the election that potentially flips? Possibly. Sa similar situation in Georgia. Um, you know, Georgia and Texas being two, you know, Republican states that have now been uh, put in contention uh, by, you know, the Democrats. What about Arizona, Andreas? Yeah, George, let me just touch briefly on Texas and Georgia. Texas has not voted for a Democrat for president since 1976. And that was Jimmy Carter, a Southern farmer from Georgia who grew up on a peanut farm. Uh, my guess is that Biden can come close, but I, I do think Texas is going to stay red this year. Um, but yeah, the polls have shown Biden leading in some of them. I, I saw a Fox News poll that had Biden up by one. Uh, but I agree with you. I, th I think Texas probably will stay red this election cycle, although the down ballot could see some Democratic victories. But as you're saying, uh, Arizona. So Arizona, I, you know, that's another state that hasn't voted blue, I think maybe once in the last 60 years. And Trump won it in 2016? Yes, I think by about eight points from what I remember, five to eight points. So this wasn't, uh, this was not a very uh, close race for Hillary. She had a chance at it, but it went to Trump pretty comfortably. Um, and I'm going to say, George, I was looking at the polls in Arizona earlier today. He was pulling ahead of Biden here before the pandemic began. He was up, he was up on Biden by about three points, uh, polling average. Since the pandemic began, it's been straight Biden the whole way by about three to five points. Um, now, I've seen some polls that have shown Trump ahead, uh, reliable polls, in fact. Um, but this really is a complete toss-up state. Um, you know, on one hand, you have a lot, a lot of demographic change in the state. This is not the state it was four years ago, and it's not going to be the same state in four years from now. Uh, you know, for this purpose, George, I mean, I, I, I can put this, this really is a complete toss-up. Uh, I'm fine with putting it. All right, and let's, let's leave it blank for now, right? Let's go through Georgia. Um, Georgia, another state that has not voted for a Democrat in a long time, uh, to say the least. That would be 1992. Bill Clinton was the last time Georgia won, uh, voted for a, for a Democrat. Obviously, Jimmy Carter came from Georgia. They supported him in the elections. Polls are extremely close in Georgia. Uh, and another, you know, what's becoming a true toss-up. Let's go ahead and give that one to Trump. Uh, would you agree with me, Andreas, for the sake of uh, really what the – the closest battlegrounds are, are, what do you, what do you think of that? And it, Georgia, I think this is, if I have a feeling that Biden could flip any unexpected state blue, it's Georgia. Uh, I think it's Georgia. He's been consistently doing well in the polls. And I'm also looking at the Senate races there, George, both Senate seats are up for reelection. And in both cases, the Democrats are starting to take the lead. John Ossoff versus uh, Purdue. Uh, Ossoff destroyed him in the debate. Purdue pulled out of the second one, and Ossoff is now up three points in that polls. Uh, then you have Raphael Warnock, a preacher, uh, who was running against Ke uh, Kelly Loeffler, um, and he is up in the polls too. 
I can give this one to Trump just for the sake of giving it to Trump. Uh, but I, I would say if there's any state that could unexpectedly flip blue, it would be Georgia. And you have to consider what Stacey Abrams almost did in the governor race against Brian Kemp. Uh, she lost that election by a very slim margin. Um, but I don't know. You know what? We'll put, we'll put this one in Trump's column for right now. Uh, we'll give Trump Georgia. It is pretty, uh, pretty red state traditionally. What about uh, North Carolina and Iowa? So uh, two different states. Iowa, obviously, this is another state where Trump is having to play defense because this wasn't supposed to become a swing state, George. Uh, by, you know, Biden wasn't really supposed to be making much of a play for this. If you look at the Senate race, Joni Ernst is trailing, it seems like, in the polls. Uh, if not trailing, she is neck and neck with her Democratic challenger. Um, you know, my guess is, is that it, it stays with Trump. I could be wrong, but it, it, again, this is another one. I, I'd almost put it like, you know, it's about as neck and neck as Florida is, and it's about as neck and neck as Arizona is. Um, but I can, I can tell you a little bit more about North Carolina. I think North Carolina will go to President Trump, um, though okay. Joe Biden is doing well in the polls. Go ahead and flip that one over for argument's sake. Um, and let's go ahead and uh, look at the map, everyone. So here it is. Uh, if Joe Biden flips, if he gets Pennsylvania, so he doesn't need Pennsylvania, does he? He just needs Michigan and maybe Ohio. He needs Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania. Trump needs to win combination of what? Pennsylvania... Ohio, Michigan, and Iowa. And I think you can still lose Arizona. Yeah, so let's just play out. He can lose Pennsylvania, but win Ohio, Michigan, Iowa, and Arizona. There's a lot of scenarios that this could really come down to. Yeah, so let's play out a Joe Biden victory in this scenario. And let's say he wins Michigan. We got to remember Michigan. That's another state that voted Bernie over Hillary in the primaries in 2016 you can expect those voters to not be staying in this time. Uh, another thing is Joe Biden uh, has good popularity there. Remember, he was part of the uh, auto industry bailout. Um, so that could possibly go to Joe Biden. Let's just play out a Joe Biden victory, and Michigan goes to Joe. Whoops. Okay, so now Joe is a 258. At this point, if he won any of these three states, not including Iowa, he would win the election. But what happens, let me ask you this, what happens if Joe Biden wins Arizona and Trump wins Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Iowa? Let's just go for the, nah, uh, let's, uh, let's see what happens. So I'm going to say this about Ohio. It went pretty considerably red in 2016. I think Trump won by about eight points. Uh, Ohio has a uh, Republican governor. Uh, Jim Jordan is a popular Republican congressman from Ohio. Um, but let's stick with Pennsylvania right now. That's where Joe Biden is from. He's from Scranton. He only, you know, he left when he was about five, but he was born in Scranton. Uh, this race looks a little neck and neck, although uh, the polling is indicating that Biden is more ahead in Pennsylvania than he is in Florida. So assuming he gets Pennsylvania, that would be the election. And Trump could carry these three other states, and it wouldn't matter. Because, you know, like we outlined earlier, if Biden just won Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, he wins the election, um, which leaves Trump in a very, uh, you know, tight corner 
because he needs to, you know, we already gave Trump a lot of different swing states. We gave him Florida, Georgia, North Carolina. Uh, we're going to give him Iowa. We give him Ohio. We give Go him ahead and flip those, flip those just for sake. Well, yeah, let's flip these red. Let's assume Trump is going to win in Ohio. He's polling decently there. Again, it's another neck and neck race. Let's say he wins Arizona. This would be Donald Trump's path to victory. He would just need All to about, Oh, and then he'd need to win Wisconsin, Michigan, or Pennsylvania. He would need to win uh, one. Uh, he would just need to win one of these three states right here, basically, right? So let's say, let's say he pulls off Pennsylvania, and that's probably, I would say, his best bet out of these three is Pennsylvania. That would put Trump at 280 to 258. Um, and this is likely his best scenario to win the office is if this were to happen. Um, you got to remember, George, this would require him to pull off what he did in 2016, which is where he just won every swing state you can think of. I mean, you know, he won Ohio, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia. Well, Georgia wasn't much of a swing state back then, right? But he won Florida and he won Arizona. Uh, I think theoretically lose Pennsylvania, but win Georgia and just find a way to win the election. So yeah, that Arizona thing's really interesting. What if Biden ends up at 269? Uh, well, that would bring Trump down. So if uh, so, you see how it's tied at 269. Oh God! So now, what would happen in this <laughs> circumstance, George? Uh, from what I understand, is it would go to Congress, um, and I think it would be decided by the House of Representatives, which the Democrats control. But it's a special situation in this, right, where each state only gets one vote in that scenario. And so let's say, you know, California has a majority of uh, Democratic uh, representatives in the Congress. They would get one vote, right? Let's say Kansas, had, let's say a state like Florida has five Republican representatives and three Democrat representatives. Florida would be, you know, headed by the Republicans. And so Florida would get a vote. And so this is a scenario that the Trump campaign is aware of. If it went to the House, Trump would like his chances, right? Um, because I think it would be 26 to 22. Um, am I, is my math adding up right? Uh, let's just put it this way. The Republicans would have the advantage in the House of Representatives if it went to this. Um, now what, wow, this is interesting. What's the chances um, of this happening? Uh, very low, right? Um, you know, you see this district right here in Maine, George, where it went, it went red in uh, 2016. Right now, Joe Biden is winning that district, right? So if we flip that one main district back to Joe Biden, that puts him at 270, right? So we need to take that into account. You're telling well. me the whole entire election could either come down to Congress or this small little district in Maine. Or a small little district in Nebraska. Nebraska also splits up its uh, electoral votes, which uh, some people agree with. But um, yeah, I mean, this is how razor sharp. Go ahead and flip it back and let's even it up and uh, let's, uh, let's let the people decide uh, this election day. Um, yeah, George. And let me, go, let ahead me and go ahead and flip it back to Trump where it was in 2016, Andreas. Um, Andreas, do you have any final things you want our viewers to know? before we wrap up this uh, special episode? Well, there's obviously two things. Number one is if you're watching this, go out and vote, right? I mean, this is the whole point about being an American is being able to vote. So if you have the ability to go vote, even if you live in a state like California, that's going to go hard Joe Biden, you know, 
let your voice be heard. Um, and the second thing is, George, a piece of actual analysis about the map. Um, Joe Biden has a very, very high chance of winning the popular vote. Um, Trump can still win the Electoral College without the popular vote like he did in 2016. Um, but a lot of analysts, the majority of analysts agree that even if Trump wins the Electoral College this year, he's going to lose the popular vote again. Um, because what we got to remember, George, is everyone says, oh, the polls in 2016, they were so wrong. The national polls were not that far off. Hillary Clinton won that by 3 million votes. Um, so the path for victory for Donald Trump uh, is going to hinge most likely on the Electoral College. And as you see, George, there's a lot of different paths for victory. Joe Biden has a few more than Donald Trump. But uh, if you're looking at the polling averages in these states, it is razor sharp, especially in a big one like Florida. And that's all I have, George. I mean, I had a good time uh, breaking this down. So did I. I feel like I learned a lot. Um, you are an exemplary uh, journalist, Andreas, and I'm sure our viewers very much thank you for that. Uh, and on that note, uh, we will wrap up episode 38, uh, the election uh, episode. Uh, very special episode here, Andreas. Uh, thank you.